Hello, welcome to the eighth episode of the Dragon's Pen podcast about fantasy writing, sci-fi writing and other genre-specific writing. My name is Martin, I'm a fantasy writer myself and I have spent years attending and leading workshops working with aspiring writers to help them understand how to improve their texts. I thought I might share my experience and give you some advice on how to develop your worlds, build your stories and characters and help you write your own fantasy or sci-fi saga. So, let's get to it. Name of today's episode is By the Gods, the plot moves. This one's meaning is a bit more hidden in between the lines, but I will be talking about a thing called Deus Ex Machina. You might have heard of it, maybe played games of the name. Anyway, Deus Ex Machina is one of the most overused storytelling devices because it is simple, oh so simple to use and create. So what is Deus Ex Machina, you ask? Maybe you know, maybe you have a vague idea, so just to put all the cards on the table, Okay, so let's say imagine a character hanging by one hand off of a cliff and the character only has one hand and doesn't have feet either. So there is absolute no way for the character to climb up and there is an absolute apocalypse happening over the cliff and it is coming right towards the character and I mean really bad stuff like a million angry dragons with laser sight are just running rampage and uh, the planet and the cliff is about to explode and then an angel flies by grabs a character flies to another dimension where everything is okay nice and smells of roses okay I might have gone a bit overboard here, but I was trying to make a point. Deus Ex Machina is basically a solution to a situation that has no solution. And this solution is often surprising, fantastic, new, but the problem with aspiring authors is that it gets to turn nonsensical. It gets so shocking that it doesn't make sense at all. The character is in mortal danger, there is no escape, and all of a sudden the situation just sort of resolves itself by some third party influence. So all of a sudden there is an escape. The danger is gone, the character is okay and the plot moves along swiftly. Pretty useful, right? But you know, it can get a little cheap. And you might have heard a bunch of negative reviews mentioning Deus Ex Machina in stories, movies, games, books, whatever. So how does Deus Ex Machina work? How to fix it or maybe get rid of it altogether? Or how to make Deus Ex Machina solution actually work in your story? Okay, so I kind of explained what Deus Ex Machina is, but how does it crawl into the stories and why so much? It can really ruin a story. So how come you can find so many examples of it, like the famous water is acid to invading aliens in signs, or also terrible Superman reverses time by flying around the earth real fast, but really, really fast. And I'm sure you can think of more. Well, most of the time, these very bad Deus Ex Machinas are pretty much the result of one simple thing, which is overbuilding tension. So let's circle back to our example from previous episodes, the orphan Alex with the mysterious 
mark on his skin, descendant of an ancient race of warriors. His home village is destroyed and he has to go and save the world from terrible evil awaking in the mountains. I will eventually come up with uh, something new, but this works for now, so sorry. Okay, so let's say we want a pretty intense village attack scene, something that really captivates the reader. The ancient evil awakens in the mountains and let's say it corrupts some animals around the village. Okay, so maybe a corrupted bear. That That is nice, intense and scary. But to be honest, a bunch of villagers could probably overpower a bear if they collaborate. Sure, a few of them would die, but not all of them. Especially not the ones who wouldn't join the battle with the bear. And there would be at least a few people going like, hey, a bear with red glowing eyes? I'm out of here. So not really a massacre we were looking for. So okay, maybe corrupted wolves. Sure, why not? Can be pretty dangerous. Let's say like five or six wolves could do a solid damage to the village. Plus the wolves are more nimble. They could sneak into nooks and crannies and they could separate and pick up stragglers. So yeah, maybe better. Pretty intense, but let's try something more. Like corrupted crows. A swarm of corrupted crows covers the sky and attacks the village. A single um, pack would turn villages into these nightmarish undead monsters. Okay, that's scary, that works. I mean, you know, and you know what? Let's throw in the wolves too. And the bear. And the village is going down. There is no way anyone can escape now. But I kind of wanted two people to escape. Well, one of them is a descendant of an ancient warrior race, so he'll probably be fine. I mean, so, okay, so corrupted wildlife swarms the village. People are dying left and right. A corrupted bear tears through Alex's house. He tries to run, but there are wolves behind him. All of a sudden, Alex is surrounded. Bear on one side, wolves on the other. And from the sky, a cloud of deadly crows is descending. That should keep the readers interested, right? How is Alex going to get out of this one? And all of a sudden, his mysterious mark, uh, he was born with glows and the teleports out of the harm's way. A little too much? Maybe, yeah, okay. It will scare off the corrupted wildlife with its ancient power. His teenage crush is right next to him and they run away to safety. There you go, a pristine Deus Ex Machina right there. The main reason the plot needs to rely on Deus Ex Machina is usually me, the writer, overstretching the tension and danger of the situation. I want my readers to truly believe there is no way out, but they could usually guess there is. I mean, Alex is the main character, he's on the cover of the book and all, and plus, you know, there's most of the book to go, so he's probably not gonna die. It wouldn't be much of a saga if the main character dies in the first two chapters, right? So you might have something similar happen to you when you make the situation so fatal, there is really actually no way out of it. You really want the character to be at the dead's door, and all of a sudden, it actually is. 
and there's no way around it. Many aspiring authors go for Deus Ex Machina in such situations. Because, you guessed it, it is easy. Something starts glowing or, you know, an overpowered stranger appears out of nowhere. It is a sort of creative procrastination. Instead of writing now, I will just cancel my plans for tomorrow and write tomorrow, right? So instead of thinking of a less Deus Exy solution for this encounter, I will simply change the rules of my world a little bit to make this Deus Ex encounter work. Alex's mysterious mark scares off the corrupted beasts and it will just continue to do so, I guess. Or maybe I will add some enemies that are even more corrupted and they don't scare away so easily, so Alex needs to do much more than just simply wave his flashing mark around. There you go, problem solved. Okay, but why did the mark never work before this time? Well, because uh, there were no corrupted beasts around, you dummy. Okay, so there was nothing corrupted in the woods around the village up until this point. Um, well, okay, the beasts were all corrupted at the same time. And well, um, stop asking questions. See how easily can Deus Ex Machina straight up break your world? How easily can it just create and spread these cracks in your world building that makes you fix your story up later? So how do you deal with that? Discovery writers are not going to like my suggestion, but the best way is to plan your plot ahead, at least a little bit. Or rather than writing with that attitude, I'll solve this logical loophole around the abilities of my hero in the next few chapters, you can pretty easily get rid of your Deus Ex Machina by doing something like, okay, this solution works for me, I'm going to make changes in the previous chapters to make it, you know, make more sense in the grand scheme of things. We can add a few scenes where Alex's mysterious mark throbbed uh, when he was walking, you you know, in the woods or around abandoned mine where the beasts come from. Or maybe he experimented with it a bit, like tried to make it glow in the past. Uh, maybe add a scene about him being an absolute legend in hide and seek game. So now when Alex hides during the attack on a village, the reader knows he can hide like no other, plus his mark will be, you know, painful or something like that during the attack, so it will make sense if something happens to it later in the encounter. So all of a sudden we turn Deus Ex Machina into sort of a Chekhov's gun of the storytelling, meaning we substituted the shock for the expectation and satisfaction, uh, you know, for our readers in our story, meaning instead of trying to force Mostly lead the reader into thinking there is no uh, real escape for the main character and shocking the reader with some new stuff, the text provide clues to eventual solution of the attack. And I'm not saying what exactly is going to happen with the mark, I am providing Alex with skills and tools and the reader with clues to understand them. So now when Alex activates his, uh, you know, mark he was born with to scare off the beasts, it will be less of a, wait, what? And more like, I knew it. You go, Alex, you show them. Both of these are very powerful emotions for your reader you can work with. You just have to think about which one is better fitting for the situation. These being, you know, early chapters of the book and Alex being a new character, I kind of want the reader to root for him. So maybe I'll go for the second option for the, yeah, you go, Alex. 
Plus, it solves another big issue of Deus Ex Machina, a really big one. Usually, in Deus Ex Machina, there is no character input to the solution of the unescapable situation. The solution just kind of happens to the character. Alex didn't really become a hero, he became a dude with a heroic mark. The mark that started glowing by itself is the hero of the situation, not Alex. He just happened to bear the mark in the particular situation. This is another big tell that there is something not absolutely okay with your story when the plot is happening to your characters rather than your characters advancing the plot themselves. But what is so bad about this particular Deus Ex Machina, you might ask? You know, Alex all of a sudden using a superhuman ability. Well, there is only one thing, really. The fact that this particular Deus Ex Machina is very cliché. You know, this seemingly ordinary young character in desperate situation that turns out to be Superman in learning. You know, something I have seen many times with aspiring authors. But other than that, outside of the context of hundreds of similar characters and their introductions, there is nothing really wrong with this particular Deus Ex Machina. Deus Ex Machina is a tool, just like exposition. It serves a purpose, you can use it and make it work and make it interesting and captivating as well. The main purpose of Deus Ex Machina is, in fact, shock. Something unexpected happens. Alex finding out he's an ancient warrior uh, is, you know, it's unexpected. He doesn't know, reader doesn't know. Okay, they might suspect, but, you know, they don't really know. The characters around Alex do not know. So why not use the shock? It actually makes sense, but how do you make it happen without breaking your plot and breaking your world? Well, there are a few rules you need to kind of keep in mind when you plan on using Deus Ex Machina as an actual functional storytelling tool. First off, don't force the emotion on your reader. Make the emotion real. You might know a character is going to pull through, but your reader can't. When you create a situation that is unescapable, make it truly unescapable, meaning your character can't just get away scot-free. You know, like in so many movies, they just kind of get away from all the danger and end up in a very serene place, dust off and continue the story. There has to be some true impact on your character for this to actually work. And I don't mean like, you know, a short conversation with the other character about what just happened and oh my god, how am I going to handle this, stuff like that. It's just really this false artificial, you know, character motivation stuff that pretty much serves as a padding, you know, you know the character is going to do the hero thing eventually. Something has to change. The character can't just, you know, continue on the expected storyline. The storyline has to be kind of, you know, moved away for this inescapable situation to be truly inescapable. If we look at our example, the encounter with corrupted wildlife and the village massacre. If Alex is to escape without a scratch, physical or emotional, it is not really an inescapable situation he was in. If he gets away with the sense of tremendous guilt of not having the mark glow sooner and, you know, saving the village, then it packs much more of a punch. It makes him different character all of a sudden. The story changes. Alex's story changes. Instead of being a carefree child that, you know, becomes a hero eventually, he is this carefree child that turns into a dark anti-hero fearing nothing but another failure and him failing 
as a hero. That is, you know, a different character, a new character, one we were not expecting in the beginning of a book. Second, think long and hard whether Deus Ex Machina is actually the storytelling tool you want. It shouldn't be the last resort, something I have seen many times in aspiring texts. You know, it really shows in your text when there was no other choice but to Deus Ex Machina your way out of the situation. There are some very functional Deus Ex Machinas out there, like, let's say, the monster animated heart attack in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That was clearly by design, it wasn't a last resort. You know, it was for the sake of functionality and unexpected joke. The characters survive because the animator that draws an awful monster that is about to kill them suddenly dies himself. Hence, there is no monster anymore. I mean, obviously, there could be other reasons to use Deus Ex Machina rather than, you know, a comedic one. For example, showing the true power of an ancient warrior that is hiding in Alex, an awesome power. Think about it. If Alex's mark activates scares of the corrupted beasts, it's okay. But if it activates scares of the corrupted beasts, but at the same time levels the entire village and kills anyone who survived, now it's something else altogether. It's not just that Alex is to be a hero, he's actually dangerous now. He can kill hundreds of innocent people by accident. The third thing you need to think about when creating Deus Ex Machina is make the shock real. I know it sounds a little like the first thing, but it is something slightly different. You make the situation real and you don't mislead the readers, okay, but if you are aiming at the actual shock, make it truly shocking. That's what Deus Ex Machina is really about. Like uh, the spaceship in Life of Brian. You know, the part when Brian falls off a tower and suddenly spaceship grabs him. It is so out of place, so ridiculous that it works. Again, okay, it's a comedian example. I know, but it still kind of fits. Because, you know, glowing eyes and glowing marks and little wind and, I don't know, VFX and lightning and sounds. It doesn't really surprise anyone anymore. So, maybe Alex turns into a bear and starts staring corrupted beasts apart. Eh, better still, but still kind of used. But what if Alex knew all along? Beasts are closing in, the village is pretty much gone, the mark on Alex's hand starts to glow, his eyes too, and he is like... I am a servant of a secret fire, wielder of the flame of Anor, the dark... Fire will not avail you, flame of Udun, and I am going to kick your ass. That would be pretty shocking. We would find out that he is not, you know, just to be a hero, not a carefree child that is about to be a hero. He was hero all along in hiding. He could have saved the village, you know, in the first place, but he didn't. Why? So that is pretty much how you can turn your Deus Ex Machina into something else entirely or into a functional and fulfilling Deus Ex Machina. The main difference is the emotion you are striving to dig out of your reader. So think about it, you know, next time the eyes of your seemingly ordinary character start to glow. Are you going for shock value or are you going to fulfill the expectation of your reader? The main difference really 
is whether you are going to make changes to the text you have already written or the parts you have not written yet and are going to write. And if you want your characters not to rely on you, the writer, as their secret guardian that saves them anytime they get into a jam, make your characters hanging off a cliff climb themselves, you know, from time to time. Or better yet, make them fall. See how that goes. Good luck with your writing and hopefully you were at least a little bit inspired. Thank you for listening.